Good afternoon, I'm Andrew Topp with Investing News Network, and I'm here at the Cambridge House Show with Leonard Melman of the Melman Report. Leonard, thanks for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. So Leonard, you said in a recent presentation that gold is a tale of two charts, referring to the short term and the long term. So what is your best and worst case scenario for gold from a technical standpoint right now? Hey, short term, I think the worst thing that would happen is if present support between 1325 and 1335 gave way. If that happened, I think we could see another $150, $200 down leg. That's the worst I can envision, and that would bring us to about 1150 in that area, which coincidentally is where the long-term uptrend for gold comes in. So I think that would fulfill a true correction to the major bull market without violating the bull market. Long term, I think the long term trend is still intact. And if you compare this decline to 2006 and again 2008, 2009, those were both followed by explosive rallies in gold. The first one carrying from about 400 to over 1,000, and the second one from 680 to over 1,900. If we had a similar rally on a percentage basis, I think we could see an aggressive move to two and a half thousand, maybe even three thousand, and that would just turn the whole psychology of this industry around. Sure would. Yeah. Okay. Um, you pointed to four historical examples of hyperinflation: Rome, France, Germany, and Zimbabwe. Um, do you see any similarities to the current world economy? Absolutely, I do. Those hyperinflations were based on the unlimited creation of fiat currency. And we are seeing unlimited creation of fiat currency on a basis that we haven't witnessed in many, many decades. It's being done right now by the central bank in Europe, by the central bank in England, as opposed to the European Economic Community, by the U.S. Federal Reserve Board, which is buying up $80 billion worth of bond paper every month, and now by the central bank of Japan, which has become unbelievably aggressive trying to stimulate their economy. You can't have money creation on that scale without leading to some sort of chaos. That's what history teaches us. Right. Well, hyperinflation or even minimal inflation would certainly be good for gold, but we're not seeing higher inflation right now in the U.S. So. Does this mean that the Fed's real target is deflation, not inflation, regarding its quantitative easing program? I think one of their targets has been to appear to have minimal inflation. And I really believe this because they know that high interest rates would kill the U.S. economy and present the, uh, the U.S. government with unanswerable difficulties in financing the huge national debt. Right. And visible inflation, high rates of visible inflation, historically lead to high rates of interest. So they're in a quandary. They don't want to crunch down the money supply, because that could kill economic growth, but they don't want to publish high rates of visible inflation. So I think they are not being candid and honest with the American public, because I think they know there is some degree of visible inflation out there already, 
but they still keep telling the world inflation is somewhere between one-half and two percent. I don't think that's an honest figure. And anecdotally, uh, strangely enough, I just got a call from my wife earlier today. She was at the movies. And she said she went to see a 3D movie, senior admission, and bought a, just a popcorn and the uh, soft drink, and it came to $25. Well, the same thing a few years ago would have been 10 or $12, and it's just an example that there is a lot more inflation out there than I think the official figures demonstrate. Right. Okay. Japan is the big story to watch right now in terms of how QE is devaluing their currency. You just, you just alluded to that. So why haven't we seen a similar situation with the U.S. dollar? I think because nobody has accepted the fact that the U.S. dollar is making high inflation a deliberate policy. They, Japan actually came out and said their goal is to reverse all deflation into inflation. And they also there's also another very interesting comparison. Japan has made devaluation of their currency a primary goal. They want the Japanese yen to fall in value, and they've been very successful. It's dropped about 20% just in the last few months because that'll give them an immense trade advantage, make their goods more attractive. That extra economic activity, they think, will reverse any shred of deflation, and you know, I think they believe it'll lead to more prosperous times. Well, their stock market certainly appears that way with the even after the recent correction, the Nikkei is still about 14,000 compared to just seven or 8,000 a few months ago. So there are different, uh, different parts of the same equation. Japan is openly creating new currency to deliberately devalue their currency for a specific objective, while the Americans are also creating huge amounts of new currency, but they are terribly afraid of any high interest rates, and so they have to downplay inflation. But I think ultimately that's not supportable over time. Yeah, okay. Speaking of stock markets, do you, do you believe the U.S. stock market will continue to rally? And do you think this is a bubble that's likely to pop anytime soon? I believe the latter is more true. It's hard to pick an exact time. But the greatest danger to the U.S. stock market is the interest rate increase that may be waiting out there. As soon as interest rates go up, you'll see the housing market begin to tank, auto financing begin to tank, the U.S. government start to run horrendous deficits as they have to finance their enormous overhanging debt. These problems could become visible in a hurry, and if they do, you could see the U.S. stock market reverse itself dramatically. And all you have to do is look back to 1970. In the 1970s, one of the worst stock market periods in American history was 1969 to 1974, the greatest percentage decline since the Depression up to that time, and that was during a period of rising inflation and rising interest rates. I think the same thing could happen again as soon as the public really begins to get a whiff of inflation. And what would that mean for precious metals? The opposite. Mm. Rising inflation, driving interest rates higher, and creating uncertainty was the background, I believe, that drove the bull market of 1976 to 1980. So 
If, interest, if inflation starts to accelerate and that drives interest rates higher, then I truly believe there are going to be some very, very happy junior shareholders in the resource world. Okay, well, let's leave it on a happy note. Okay. Thanks for joining me, Leonard. My pleasure, indeed. I've been Andrew Topp for Investing News Network at the Cambridge House Show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you.